When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. A welcome, good morning to you all on a lovely Friday morning here in Hobart. It's flashing GG time. Thanks to Amy, the doers of Insurance and Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. We're live on SEN Tassie right across Tasmania, SEN Track Northern Tasmania and the SEN app. What an enormous show we have to you today. Talkback is for key Tasmanian mo- movement that inspires. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves here. Good morning to you, Brett. Morning, Dave. Um, what a show we've got today, mate. Have a listen to the list we have. Obviously, we'll be talking jack jumpers this morning. They were too strong for the 36ers last night. An amazing performance, winning by 27 points. Josh Majet leading the way with 23 points and seven dimes. Brett Ratton has been sensationally sacked uh, from last night. A, a cow toy of course, about 10 o'clock he announced that, and he has lost his job some three months after signing it. A new two-year deal. I didn't know he was aligned to the Adelaide 36ers. <laughs> the T20 World <laughs> Cup show has hit town this week, of course. Next week, we're so excited. Brett and myself can be involved at Bell Revival. Nine games of the World Cup coming. And the latest on the Tasmania bids now on radio this morning. We have Matt Kenyon joining us. We've pretty much got the whole of the Scottish... Uh, coaching, um, the skippers involved. They're going to be the Scottish T20 World Cup team, of course. They're going to be joining us this morning. Tassie fast bowler Peter Siddle also. But let's just have a listen to some of the highlights firstly. We're going to talk basketball straight off the top here. And what a performance it was from the Jack Jumpers last night. That first quarter in particular, Brett, was something else. Crowd well, a steal, was... a turnover. Majette stole it. From the corner, three bomb again. And the Sixers want a timeout. What a start for the Tasmanians. Bairstow with the board. Tasmania get another look at it. Wide open. Milton Dahl for three. Knocks it down. 18 to four, the Jack Jumpers. Well, they're just outplaying in every facet of the game at the moment. Beating him in offensive glass. In a bit over six minutes. Cleveland drives it all the way to the hoop off the glass. Again, was contested. Can't make it. Good work from Kelly. Now it's Majette. From the car park, a bomb! That was from the edge of the Kmart line, the back edge toward the uh, centre court. That was a 35-footer, that one, huge. 24-6 in favour of the Jack Jumpers. Nine on the shot clock. He goes from way downtown, Josh Majette putting on an absolute clinic! Didn't he what? And he got things moving very early, Brett Jeeves, what a what a performance and and a great bounce back game from Josh Majette. Yeah, sorry, Dave, I, I forgot about the audio <laughs> that that was about to chip in. My apologies there. A uh, huge bounce back game and um, geez, he, that was so impressive. I think it really speaks to the character of 
of Josh Majed. He was he was benched properly, put on the pine in that yeah. uh, in the game against the the Brisbane Bullets at and home. Rightfully so. Was playing poorly. Um, couldn't find his shot. No rhythm. And 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 wasn't. Wasn't doing or hasn't been doing what his what his game's about setting everyone up setting the table. Um, He's so, almost been running around in circles, running in circles, yeah. just spinning in circles. <laughs> yeah, and 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 look, you know, it is it would be a challenge uh, assimilating himself to Doyle and Kelly, two new imports. Um, you know, he's still surrounded by Jack Vabe, um, Fabian Krislovich. Um, but work, working with two two new co-stars was always going to take a bit of time. But he 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 has looked a shell of uh, of his of his play from last year. Uh, spent some time on the pine in the last game. But to his credit, um, I was actually lucky enough to sit uh, down low for the <clears throat> for the first time in a, well ever um, for that game, and got a great insight. Just I was sitting right behind the Jack Jumpers huddle. Great insight into uh, into the leadership of uh, who who. Who are the communicators? Uh, how does Roth handle himself? And what I took away from from being so low was that Josh Majed is a second coach. So whilst he was benched, yep. he was tower waving. He's out there. He's communicating with guys, uh, really leading the charge still. So uh, a lot of superstars um, can can sometimes, when things don't go their way, they can pout and um, they can be upset. And um, yeah, you you've definitely been guilty of that in your OHO oh, reserves days. Yeah, I've of seen you a couple of times. Really, is that you to throw the me? throw the toys sure. out of the pram? But um, yep. for him to come out and perform the way he did last night, as I said, it speaks to the class of, of the man. It speaks to his leadership and character. Um, and it really, it really showed, you know, why the Jack Jumpers would have would have been looking for someone like him from the get go to be a leader of. Um, are we a franchise? Is that what yep. is that what we're called? Yep. Is that too Americanized? Uh, of our of our franchise of our, you know, he really does uh, defend the island. Some of the important stats from last night: Josh Majetti finished with twenty three points, four rebounds, seven assists, four steals. He made eight from thirteen, three from five. Sorry, five from eight from downtown, uh, two from two from the free throw line. He had a plus 32, and they were all, as we heard with our terrific team over there in Adelaide, they were all bombs. Jared Weeks came off the bench, had 11 points. How good's he been to start the year? I don't think Incredible. he's missed yet, has he? No, he's something like 10 from 13. From Amazing. Three he's been superb. And I, I love his beard. He's, uh, he's, good. he's an old man wearing beard person, which Mc, I love. McVeigh had 12 and 5, and the two imports, Milton Dore, the good oil, as my mate calls him, 16 points. And Rashad Kelly had 19 points and 6 Six rebounds. I thought Kelly was awesome. He's rebounding down low. He had three or four offensive rebounds, some second chance stuff. And look, the thing, <clears throat> what we've seen, let's go through the year so far. They probably, uh, Cairns obviously blew them away in that. Um, 39 points in a quarter is yep. hard to do. As we saw last night, it's, it's hard to do, 39. They did. And they made, I think, one stage nine from ten three points, which will break any game open. They probably should have beaten New Zealand. They had the Phoenix perhaps where they wanted them uh, in their first game of the year. So lots of new personnel, stuff happening. No Josh Adams. Um, I'm still... We haven't talked about this. I mean, it, it, you were there the other night. Do you, do you see the... Do you see the the emptiness of not having an Adams there in some respects? Certainly, certainly when things aren't going well offensively, which is what we saw against the um, the yep. Brisbane side. That first half was um, pretty difficult to watch, and you do need players like like Josh Adams who can Shot just maker. self-create. Yep. Okay, when things aren't going well. Here you go, Josh. Clear the floor. 
um, you know, surround him with shooters and, and let, let, him, let him go to work. Now, that didn't work for us in the early parts of last year, and we know that, that that's Josh Adams' game is to... He's very blinkered. He wants he to shoot it. He wants to drive it. Um, but but sometimes that creates you get the defense to collapse a little bit, um, getting you know popping it out to the shooters and 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 that's what I've really liked about Doyle. And I think that's He's the good. difference between Doyle and Adams is that you get that secondary playmaker. And to start the year, Doyle's well outside of last night. Doyle's been the more effective point guard, the more you know the more um, effective yes. playmaker. Um, you know, really, really setting the table for everyone else. Setting the table is a term I heard last night, uh, and I'm going to use it a lot moving forward. He, he's he got a little bit of explosiveness too, the 28-29 years of age. So he's right in his peak still, Milton Doyle. And, and look, the combination of him and Kelly seem to be working well. They're, look, it's interesting. Um, Scott Roth is very much still happy just to play 10-11 players all the time. And, you know, some people have been critical of that, that maybe... You know, you could play your imports a little bit more, maybe. But uh, he's very much... Let's have a look. Well, let's have a look last night. I'll give you an idea. Weeks played 18 minutes. Kenyon played 21. We're going to talk to Matt Kenyon a bit later on. Bearstow played 15. 25 minutes to McVeigh. Chris Levick played 15. Um, White came off the bench. He was important. Nine points in 12 minutes. Majet played 29 minutes. 17 minutes to McDonald. 20 minutes to Doyle. And 26 minutes to Kelly. So he and Doyle sat some big stretches on the bench. Well, he 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 sat the entire second quarter. Mm. I think I, I couldn't find him in the second quarter at all, and um, it was actually quite frustrating because it was a bit because we we had him yeah up up huge enormous lead um, at the end of the first quarter, and then to to, to sit um, one of your imports, it, yes. it, it, you know, it could have been a real turning point. They started to turn the wheel a little bit. Um, yeah, Doyle sat for the, the the largest chunk of that second quarter, if not all of it. Um, so 20 minutes for him is surprising. Um, Rashad Kelly was playing uh, 20 minutes a game heading into last night. I think played he played 26. 26. Yep. Um, so, so definitely you can you can make a uh, you can make a case for for playing Majette, Kelly and Doyle more minutes. Um, and I think once once Magne comes back, you get Steindl back. Uh, Sam Mack back as well. Maybe yes. there is uh, um, Sam McDaniel, I should say. Um, could be easily confused with Sean Mack. Um, maybe then you'll start to see a clearer rotation um, of, of players. But I don't mind the uncertainty of no, it's of, fine. of really really pulling deep into your um, into the bench. Texas in please oh four three seven double five two five three five. What did you think of the performance last night? Jero from Lindisfarne said, "Forget about Adams Flash. Uh, Majep was the real one last night, and the imports look outstanding." Yes, Jero, we do agree. He did look. I'm still, uh, I'm still disappointed. There's no Josh Adams, but obviously, as we heard the whole year last year, we heard it a thousand times from a thousand different sources. There was personality clashes there in some description. Uh, they've moved on, and and we'll all move on from Josh Adams reasonably quickly if they keep performing. The imports keep performing like they did. Ninety-seven. Hang on, I'll get that right. Ninety-seven seventy-two was the final score. So where does that leave the Jack Jumpers? They're now two and three. So after starting none and three, and they were fifteen points down the second quarter the other day against the Brisbane Bullets, of course, as well. They've won their last two, and they're very back, very much back in the mix. Of course, it's a bit of a lopsided start for the ladder. Brett um, Adelaide played one game that was their first last night. Tassie played five, 
some teams have played two, some teams have played three. Won't be a home game here until Saturday week when the Jack Jumpers host the Perth Wildcats. But the Jack Jumpers' next game, of course, against Melbourne uh, on Sunday afternoon. They've got their struggles of their own. They're missing key personnel. They didn't replace Della Vadova. Jack White's gone to Denver, etc., etc. So that presents another opportunity. Did you see Jack White getting dunked on uh, <laughs> by uh, um, Big uh Dear Carte, I think his name is from Cleveland. He's a um, that was a phenomenal dunk. If you if you've got the opportunity today, you get jump on YouTube, have a look because it's uh, it's an absolute. He contested though. You never. He had a crack. No yeah. credit to him. Credit to him. But, Jock, uh, Jock Landale's the other one, of course. He's uh, he started yesterday. Had seventeen points, eight rebounds, four steals, four blocks, four assists. That effect. He's had four games in a row double digit, and it appears very clear that he's going to have a significant role. Off the bench for the Phoenix Suns, of course, is the confusion with Big Aiton. He's signed back there, but whether he wants to be there, who knows? So there might be some real opportunity for Jock Landau, of course. he And that's back to Melbourne. They lost Landau the year before. No Delavadova. Jack White's not there. So the local star quality's mm. gone. Might present an opportunity. It's interesting. It's It has it has been a... This a, makes you happy talking basketball 24-7, oh, doesn't it? But it's been, it's been a tough start for the Jack Jumpers. They played New Zealand... At home in front of um, a packed-out wild crowd. First home game there for 480 days. So that that's a tough start. Uh, Melbourne Phoenix uh, at home is, is always uh, quite tough. The game they would really uh, be regretting, I think, is obviously that Cairns game at home. Uh, that's the one that they let slip. We're going to go to our first break of the morning. Great to have your company, David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves, with you this morning talking all things sport. We've got plenty of footy news Coming up, what about the sacking of Brett Ratt and the announcement last night? He just pulls it up. Soto back to Marshall. Now through, looking for Soto. Over the head. A little bit of a party trick from Kai Soto to get the bucket. And that is all she wrote. Full time here at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre and the Jack Jumpers run out winners 97 to 72. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search... Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Flash and Jeevesy in the house this morning, in the loft here at Harrison Agents this morning. It's... We do feel for all the uh, the good folk in the northern end of our beautiful little island who have had a, a lot of rain. We haven't quite got the rain down here, Brett, that we were supposed to. We were supposed to have heaps and heaps of rain, and um, not the case. There's been some there's been some weather up north, of course. Yeah, really concerning in the in the north Far northwest. Out. It's sort of Jeepers. level of rain that we saw yes. uh, Latrobe really struggle yes. with um, a few years ago now. Yep. 
Uh, so, yeah, thoughts with everyone up there. Stay safe. And, um, yeah, it hasn't rained here at all, has it? In no. It's been quite bizarre. I spoke to one of my daughters last night. They live in Penguin, of course. And, and I said, how's the rain? She said, it's fine, Dad. We live on top of a hill. That is true. Penguin's <laughs> got that. <laughs> and you know what else? Penguin's got the beautiful bakery at the start of the yeah. street. I don't know the name yeah. of it, but it's fantastic. Uh, it's a beautiful, it is, be- yeah. magnificent part of the world. Probably Penguin. an eight to ten times a year operation, that bakery for mm-hmm. me. Uh, what an amazing night of AFL football last night. Now, before we talk, Brett Ratton, I just want you to have a listen to a little bit of this audio. This first piece was from the new GM of football, Jeff Walsh. This was with Gary and Tim on October the 5th. On the back of that, I want you to just have a listen to Brett Ratton's post-23 press conference on the St Kilda Review. Let's take a listen to these two clips. I think that one of the things that I'd like to think I can bring to the table is is the willingness to, to make a, a hard call or, or to have a hard conversation, to not walk past something if you see and you know it's wrong, that I'm you know, willing to, to, to call it out. It's just to look at the program to make sure that we're on the right track and really for us to look back and say, oh, we probably, you know, we didn't get this right either because it's not about the players, all about the players. It's about the whole whole footy club, and that's what it's around for us to make sure that whatever we do, we're trying to get better every day. That's me, everybody in our program. So I think the findings will be pretty self-explanatory, I think. I think we sort of know what we're going to um, confront, but there might be some new things there that we can consider, but it's about us pushing forward to be a better, a better footy team. And we didn't play finals, and... That's what we're all striving to do. We, we want to try and win another premiership, let alone make finals. So if we have a review where there's some real home truths and we talk about it to make us better, well, we should be up for it. So Brett Ratton has sensationally parted ways with Skilda following the footy review. It's one of the most brutal sackings in recent time. Of course, this real story is here that he got appointed about 105 days ago on a new two-year deal, which takes him up to the end of... 2024. Now, I I spoke to someone on the inner sanctum uh, of St Kilda via text this morning, and the the situation was there. The biggest surprise was he actually got, uh, he, from his perspective, um, was that he actually got re-signed for two years three months ago. Here we are a day after the trade period ends. Bye-bye. Well, certainly his... How does uh, that happen? His comments... Uh, from a man that had yes. just re-signed a deal. You yeah, know, which he had, he felt literally quite, a month in, another two years of the deal, 700000 a year. Yeah, so I mean, he, he was he was obviously feeling quite safe when he when he made those comments. Um, it, it is quite bizarre. I, I love how the world works sometimes, and, and the AFL, sometimes it, it, it feels like there's only two or three people ever involved in the game from a senior management perspective. So David Noble gets sacked as a result of the Jeff Walsh review. External comes in. Yes, uh, David Noble then gets appointed to to run or help with the review at St, St Kilda, which appoints Jeff Walsh. Ends up with the sacking of Brett Ratton, and then David Noble gets appointed into Jeff Walsh's old role as the as the head of the um, coaches association. Um, That's amazing. It is. It's truly astounding. Um, so. All paths are leading to David Noble being the new coach of St Kilda. It's just it's, it's the way the wacky world works. But uh, Ratton, a little stiff. I've, I've always felt he's been a bit stiff throughout. He was, he was doing some good things at Colton, um, sacked to make way for Mick Malthouse. And, and, and at that time, you could understand Colton chasing uh, a key figure coach. Malthouse was coming off a successful period with Collingwood. Um, sometimes you've got to make way for, for someone of Mouldhouse's stature. Sadly, that, that didn't work. Um, and now he's, he's 
you know, kind of been the fall guy for St Kilda's um, uh, lack of success over the last, how long has it been? 55 years? Amazing. Yeah, 1966. Is, so, is, he, is he unlucky or do you see it a little bit I, differently? No, look, I, I, I don't know. Clearly the timing's quite extraordinary. But So he's now been sacked at Carlton. A lot of Carlton people said it was a, a disgrace. He's now been sacked at St Kilda. Um all I, yeah, you and I will never know the scenario because I always say to people, well, how did he get sacked in that club? Well, how do I know? We, we weren't actually in the rooms. We weren't part of it. So we're really surmising. But there was an indication from the, the, the sort of the person I've spoken to and I've spoken to previously this year that not sure about a good, whether he's a good coach or not. Okay. It, it's, um, you know, that's, look, there's bigger fish to fry here. Um, 11.30 this morning, we're going to find out exactly from the the official word from the St Kilda job. So who's going to get the job? Text in, let us know. Love to hear your thoughts. 0437 2535. Um, Max and, and King kicks five points in that in that game, yeah. of course. And um, if he kicks straight, probably St Kilda make finals. We're not having this conversation, are we? Ho- hopefully St Kilda handle this better than North Melbourne did. What, what I don't want to see is... Uh, Brett Ratton sit in a press conference with Jeff Walsh and the CEO and then have this enormous contradiction of why he's been sacked and lack of performance and blah, blah, blah. These people re-signed him not that long ago. Jeff Walsh has come in and gone bang. They need to be really transparent about that. That It really does. Again, outside looking in, it looks like a Jeff Walsh call. Uh, they just need to name that up um, because internally... They liked Brett Ratton no more than about three months ago. Yep. He was the man to lead they did. forward. They did. So ho- hopefully they come out and are, and are super honest. Um, Brett Ratton gets his own time to, to speak about it. And Gosh. and it's not this three-way presser of, of, of contradictions and mess. Well, he's not going to go without. He's uh, contracted for two years. Um, sometimes these <laughs> deals have a bit of a clause, a, a six-month clause or something, but he's still going to get paid really handsomely. I'm mm. sure that won't be um, at the top of Brett Ratton's um, mind this morning. However, look, it, it certainly it's not going to hurt things. Where do, what does he do now? So he... Well, he won't coach again, senior level. He's been, Not as a head no, coach. No, he's been sacked no, on twice. multiple occasions. Um, it really is fickle. You know, go back to that Max King, you know, kick five pines and, you know, they do win the game. And then maybe we're, we're not just having this conversation. Is, uh, there, is there a bit of the Adam Uze factor in this? That a that lot, of, lot of talk of, um, of how well he's presented in, uh, in the jobs that he's gone for. Um, do, do, do you think maybe... You know, with, with all that all that talk that, that Walsh... And look, Walsh may have, have even uh, played a part in speaking to him regarding the North Melbourne job. I'm not sure if he applied. Who, who knows? But yes. um, certainly a lot of talk, social media, media, that Uze is going to be uh, a great coach. Um, so the opportunity to jump on and, and, and get him involved straight away could well be... Um, part of the reasoning well there's a bit of um well we don't have any clarity really about uh who's gonna be coaching st kilda we don't know what the north North melbourne Melbourne situation is and potentially the brisbane Lions situation very much still up in the air so look it really is a it's it's a fascinating situation and i guess the big surprise that you know from me last night got the the message coming through just after the jack jumpers had won the game the brett rents it was it's funny timing it's hard to get your head around how it's taken to now isn't that's the so why Walsh why, factor? It, so, oh, that's right. It has to be. Jeff Walsh has come in and, I mean, he's been at uh, Collingwood. He went North Melbourne, Collingwood, North Melbourne, Collingwood. He spent multiple times at both clubs, revered at both clubs too, and part of 
premiership winning times also at both clubs. He's come in and gone whack. Um, golly, what would Zane Cordy be think he's got drafted to the mob and they've just sacked their coach? Um, lots of stuff to talk about. We've got lots of people to talk to this morning, which I'm very excited. As mentioned, Brett, uh, we've got Matt Kenyon, the starting defensive powerhouse from the Jack Jumpers coming up shortly. Scotland coach Shane Berger and the players, Callum McLeod and Chris Soule are going to join us too. But coming up next, we're going to have Peter Siddle. Let's go to the news now with Anna Pav. Sports biggest moments called play-by-play from around the world right here on... And Australians who test positive to COVID no longer have to isolate if they don't have any symptoms. Sports next. Dockers miss out. Miss your favourite show? Want to catch up on an interview? Download and listen to every SEN podcast when you want it or on the SEN app. Fremantle List boss David Walls has admitted the Dockers were really disappointed to miss out on trade prospect Jeremy Sharp. Sharp was one of four key deals that didn't go down before Wednesday's trade deadline, with the Suns holding firm on their contracted player. And Brett Ratton's departure from St Kilda is raising questions over their quiet trade period where they missed out on Jordan Jagowi. Weather's next. Miss your favourite show? Want to catch up on an interview? Download and listen to every SEN podcast when you want it or on the SEN app. Join in the racing chat by following SEN Track on Twitter at SEN underscore track. Cloudy high chance of rain today, top of 17 degrees, 10 overnight. Partly cloudy tomorrow, 17 again, and possible showers on Sunday, 16. And the T20 World Cup starts this Sunday. Hear every game live on SEN and streaming on the SEN app. Thank you, Anna. Always giving the news from abroad and around the world every Friday and every day across the SEN networks. Now, what about your Hawks, mate? Tell me... um, well, they've got, they've got rid of everybody. Well, no, they're all busy. gone. All the yeah. What what's your thoughts? So now Amir is gone. Mitchell's gone. We've seen Big Boy retire. Um, in the last couple of years, they've they've you know they've weeded out. They let go Phillips from Collingwood, of course. Gunston out. Gunston gone. Uh, Liam Shields done. Um, they won't win a game for two years, will they? Or do you like it? I like it. I, I like it personally. So do I. I mean, those, so do I. those old guys, Mitchell O'Meara, led us to 14th on the ladder last year. Yeah. Uh, so it's, a, you know, it's an ageing midfield. O'Meara, 28. Mitchell might be in around the same month. Wingard survived. A little bit older. Well, I don't think anyone wants Wingard. No. I think is the, is the challenge. His, his stock since he's arrived at Hawthorne well, has been plummeting. Well, well, let's just go through that very briefly. The, so the end of that Clarkson era. Bad trade. Have they, any, have they worked all those? Mitchell no. probably worked. We won't uh, though, but but we haven't. It's not like we've no. held a level of success. Either. No. Yes, individual success. Sure. Brownlow, yes. fifty possession games. Yes. Great footballer, um, but it, it probably to the detriment of internal growth and, and an actual shot at a premiership team. So I'm not. I'm honestly not too concerned about the loss of Mitchell and O'Meara. Yep. Um, because as I said, as as our as our two key midfielders, as our two best midfielders. They led us to getting pummeled in contested footy, um, and we've been poor for two or three years with them. So, 
if you're going to finish 14th, you might as well finish 17th, 18th, and try and attract some 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 marquee talent um, through the drafts. And and look, I've I've kind of got the NBA mindset that course. Tankarama for Tankarama, when Obama, <laughs> so the big fella that uh, that about 15 uh, NBA teams are going to be chasing. Uh, there's a, there's a kid Harley Reid next year that yep. um, is is worth tanking a little bit for. But so how many wins? Give me a number next year. For... I think we'll win six. I think you win. Yeah, I think you win I think six, Co- six to eight. I think there's some talent there. Cooper Stevens looks looks pretty good. I'm excited by him from Geelong. John Newcomb, and what it what it does to is it unlocks um, James Warple again, which well, is sensational. Well, tell me what when uh, Carl Amon woke up the other day and had his muesli um, and his yogurt on the top, non-fat yogurt. Uh, he's just gone over in a big deal. What is he, 26, Carl Amon? Well, he's gone from, from getting 20, 26 possessions on a wing, cheapy, easy ones, to getting 55 each week because yeah. they are going to go through him almost exclusive. Um, he, he's now our best kick in the midfield. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset. I think the Hawks have done well. We're going to go to a break here. P-City coming up. Peter Siddle, the great Australian cricketer. We still a great Australian cricketer. Rolling through his late 30s. He's been an incredible cricketer for the last 15 or so years. Peter Siddle going to join us up next. Harrison Agents. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Great to have your company. Good to see some cricket starting last night from the WBBL too, Brett. The Sydney Sixers, 6 for 143, defeated the Brisbane Heat, 8 for 141, with a big six on the last ball, straight over mid on to win it, needed five to win off the last ball. Terrific to see the, the ladies back in action. Without further ado, one of the greats of the recent time of Australian cricket has been very good enough to give him some of his time this morning. Peter Siddle, good morning to you, mate. Good morning, boys. Great to have you here, mate. Uh, let Can I take you back to last week? It, it's not unusual at this time of the year, I guess, to go upon a, a, a seamer and get rolled early in Queensland, but... Look, not the greatest start to the Shield year. It must be. It must be said. No, that's right. It was disappointing. I think after the the great week we had the um, the week earlier in the one day games, getting uh, maximum points from those two matches and coming back on a high to yeah go back up and yeah, like you said, on a wicket that we were going to bowl first on as well. Um, yeah, we didn't obviously start well and the rest of the week um, pretty much progressed that way. So yeah, like like always, done and dusted and. Let's move on to Adelaide. Sid's uh, Brett Jeeves here, mate. I hope you're well. Um, as a Tas- former Tasmanian quick, it was, it was a hard, really hard time. We, we, we would have historically played our first game uh, against Queensland Up at, there. The, at the Gabba. Always. Why was that? And it was all, always over in two and yeah. a half days, which meant the Normanby Sunday <laughs> afternoon, which was a huge win. But Sid's being a former Victorian, did you guys struggle up there as well, or is it purely a Tasmanian thing? No, nah, no, nah, don't worry about that. I think it's, um, I think it's most teams. It was, it's definitely been the um, both Victoria and Tassie that I've played for. It's, yeah, it's always been a nightmare. I think um, it's never been a happy hunting ground. Um, the old seeming wicket uh, tends tends to get most uh, most teams, which is funny because you know we play in a lot of seeming wickets here at Bell Reeve, but 
Um, it's a different type of wicket up there, and yep, same, same result as always. But you know, hopefully that yeah, that's just to get get the cobwebs out and the red ball, and um, we back into it this week, and hopefully turn things around. Do those do those old school rivalries still exist in the in the post match batters v bowlers? So as a bowling group, you'd be looking at some of the dismissals uh, in the first innings of the batters. A lot of big <laughs> drives early. Does that does that get mentioned? Oh yeah, no, not really. It probably didn't help that we went out there and they ended up making four hundred fifty or something. <laughs> it was flat, <laughs> something on it, it was as flat. well. <laughs> yes. So, the, so the, they're looking at us, going, "How about you pitch the ball up and get a few nicks um, that they can that they can drive?" So. I think it was um, no, it was, it was, it was pretty uh, disappointing from both um, fronts um, up there. But you know, well, um, yeah, like I said, there's not much you can do about it now. Uh, we could just look forward to this next match and um, turn things around there, get back on the winners' uh, um, track, and then uh, and go from there. In a real positive out of a doom and gloom, uh, the return of Tim Payne. Uh, he. I looked at this. I didn't see as much of the game as I would have liked. I saw about an hour or so. It looked like he was keeping really well. What I watched, 160-odd overs, zero buys. From your vantage point, um, how did uh, the former skipper look with the gloves, Sids? Nah, he looked great. I think that's that. the, the, the biggest bonus having him back is, you know, he's got lots of great attributes, but, um, you know, his keeping's outstanding. So, uh, especially as a fast bowler, Knowing that you've got him behind the stumps, um, going to be catching him if you can find the edge is um, is always a um, a great positive. So yeah, it was great to see him back. He, he looked solid with the stick. He got uh, not out in the second innings, I think. So um, yeah, it's, it, it is nice to have him there. And you know, it's not just his keeping skills; he's got a lot of experience. Um, got a great cricket brain. Um, but um, all in all, as a mate, it's just good to see him back out in the field and enjoying playing the game he loves. What is it about uh, that Tim's keeping, um, from your perspective, that separates him from from most of the others? Uh, I think it's just just his movement, his movement, clean hands, um, feet. As, as much as as much as you'd think, um, yeah, that all keepers catch him with the gloves on. That's not always the case. So um, yeah, yeah you, you do rely on them a lot, and um, yeah, he, he's definitely been one of the, the better ones. Yeah, like you said, Fee, he moves well. That's 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 probably the biggest key to keeping is moving well and getting in the right positions and and that's what he does. Um, yeah, he took took plenty of catches up there. So, um, like I said, great to have great to have back there and hopefully, yeah, we can get a few through to him this week. Sidzy, you've had a, a lot of LBW decisions go your way over the years. I'd imagine an enormous amount. Uh, being the type of bowler that, that you are, how many times have you seen the batter walk off before the umpire's <laughs> fingers gone up? Of course, Manus got wrapped on the pads and was in the sheds before before the umpire had the chance to actually give him out, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, there, there hasn't. Yeah, no, it was. The boys were laughing once we got in. It's um, yeah, it is very unusual because like, like we've always done, it's now umpires are there to make a decision, so leave it up to them. No matter if it is a an easy one, but um, yeah, Manus. I think that's that's just him, isn't it? That's his personality. That um, yeah, he, he thought he was out, so off he went. He he had his had his bat. He was happy, and and um, yeah, I think he was already yeah a couple of meters away from the wickets when the umpire put his hand up. So that's all, it's, it's always a pleasing sign. Peter, tell us about yourself, mate. How how you feeling physically? You you're creeping through your your late thirties now. Um, you look to be charging in as well as ever. Um, Another off season in England. How, how are you feeling? Um, I'm definitely feeling old. That's for sure. That's the that's the big part of it. But 
No, I'm feeling good. I think, hence why I'm still playing. I guess um, I've got a I've got a lot of mates that have played over the years, and you know they can't continue on because they get they get you know struck down by injury, and and they 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 sort of they get told to stop because of something that's going on. So to be able to continue to play, the body's in good shape, um, and as long as um, yeah they, they they want me out there and and they're they're happy for me to be be out there, I'll continue to play for a, a little bit longer. I haven't got too long left, so try and make the most of what I got. But um, yeah, all in all, going all right. Um, just want to try and perform and. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, get some trophies down here in Tasmania, mate. I've I've got to say, hand on heart, you're you're an absolute marvel physically. I I cannot believe you are still playing. So credit to I think that's unreal, <laughs> given we're of similar age and I've been out of the game for twelve years. But I it, honestly, mate, just fantastic. As the uh, as the T Twenty World Cup rolls in, and and at the back end of your career, you've become a real T Twenty master. How do, you, how do you see the T20 World Cup? How do, how do the Aussies fare? And if you had to predict a winner, who would you roll with? Yeah, it's exciting. I think it's great for just cricket in general to have the World Cup here this year. And um, as we know, T20 cricket's obviously it's a fan favourite. It's quick, it's fast, it's entertaining. So um, I'm sure it'll get well supported throughout the um, um, coming weeks. But yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. I think Australian conditions are pretty even for a lot of countries, especially the big the big teams um, that can that can actually you know challenge in it. So as much as Australia coming in reigning champs, um, I think they're going to have a, yeah a lot of challenges. And I think you know we've seen these last couple of games against England, they've been competitive. Um, obviously, India are always competitive out here. Pakistan got an amazing batting lineup and, and got a lot of bowlers that have played a lot of cricket in Australia as well. So know the conditions well. Um, so I think they're probably going to be the key. Um, main teams and the challenges to win it so I'd like to say Australia is definitely at, at, at the back end of that tournament they've got the best um, team to win it but um, yeah I think the big challenges are going to be India England um, Pakistan so I know I'm sitting on the fence a bit but out of those four teams I think you're probably going to get probably the the, the, the four semi-finalists since you think uh, a random question, perhaps, but maybe now this is the first time where the T20 World Cup maybe is now surpassed the one-day format World Cup. I mean, and, and that's obviously symbolic about, I guess, in a way, where the game's at. Do, do you fear for 50-over cricket a bit? What's your thoughts on that whole conversation? Um, I, I don't really fear for it. As just the fact that I'm not a... I think that's... Yeah, I think the 50-over game sort of is... is sort of dying away a little bit so um, I think 20 over has definitely taken it over there's a lot more fan engagement around it um, it's definitely a lot more exciting to play 50 over cricket has become especially now that tweet 2020 cricket's around that it, it has become a lot more boring I think there's been a lot said about it but yeah it just seems like it's a little bit too long and the, and the middle overs drag on a bit so um, it's, it will be interesting where things go um, moving forward but um, yeah I'm, I'm a traditionalist that loves test cricket, but 50-over cricket, yeah, I think is probably is a bit of a dying format. Sidney, I'm going to go into career counselling mode. I'm going to ask you a question straight out of that handbook. Where, where do you see yourself in five years? Are you still are you still playing? Are you coaching, or are you are you off in are you off on an island somewhere, tucked away, hidden, just just living a life? What, what's what's next for Peter Siddle? <laughs> I, I definitely won't be playing. Uh, the, the, the body, the body will be done, done by then. But um, 
nah, I don't, I don't know. I'm definitely, I'm definitely one that um, would like to be away from cricket for a little while once I'm done, just to just to get out. I guess by, by the time I'm done, it's going to be over 20 years, so um, it's going to be a long time playing the game. But I, I spent a bit of time in LA um, on the way home from England with um, over there on my bike. Um, so uh, that, that, that could be me on my bike, um, hidden away somewhere um, for a little while anyway. I think I'll miss cricket after a while, but um, I'd like to get away from it for a bit. And I know I know you have Jeevesy and, and and have enjoyed it, enjoyed it. So um, I think I'll have a crack at it. Good on you, Sid. Thanks very much for joining us. All the best uh, for the next challenge for the Tigers, which is against South Australia. Uh, great to see you still rolling, mate. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Peter Sid will join us this morning. A few texts coming in. Loving the show, boys. From Western Australia, keep up the great work. Frio in the grand final next year. He's very happy with Luke Jackson joining. That's Mike from Fremantle. Peter Siddle, what an ornament he's been. And the fact he's still going is... Uh, It's about four in the morning in WA. Well well done, Mike. (laughs) Well done, Mike. He's got up very early. Let's go to a break and come back. We're rolling through the first hour here. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in tap... Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. David Lithgow, Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Coming up to the 8 o'clock news. He's a marble, Peter Siddle, isn't he? What's 38 and a half. Um, he, when I watched him last week in the Shield game, Brett, he just he just looks the same. He charges in and he's got his you know his pouty lips and his eyes. Oh, his well, yeah, because he was a mature. Because he didn't come in. He wasn't an eighteen year old in the system either. He took him. It took him a little while to get his opportunity. Well, when, he, when he hit the scene, he, he burst in, completely oh. smashed the door down, and he was quick. He was quick. He was quick. And so I, I, I'll be brutally honest. Maybe this is an apology letter for for next time yes. I'm on, but. Um, I wrote him off when he when he went down the vegan path and uh, gave away meats and lost all that weight and and he lost his, you know he lost eight or nine kilometers in pace maybe more. Um, I thought it might be a real challenge for him because he he had the seam movement he had the cunning and yes. the craft but he had the pace uh, and for him to be able to have such longevity um, oh. recreate himself as a T Twenty cricketer. Um, still an unbelievable shield bowler. Um, it's it, it is it's phenomenal. So c- credit to him. He's be really strict on his his diet and his fitness and his body, and, and that's why he's still playing. So it is, he is a marvel. You are right. Man. Big game for Tasmania coming up against South Australia next week. I'm not prepared. To, I'm 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 just going to put that game aside and give them a little. They haven't been far away from shield finals the last two years. Probably last year they'd be kicking themselves after needing one wicket against Victoria, uh, and they made what were they eight? They still needed eighty or ninety, and they got them. Um, and that cost them a shield spot. They're reckon, a veteran list, aren't they? Well, they're an old list, and yep. I reckon... All chips in. I re- all chips in. I reckon yep. Coach Jeff Vaughan is still angry thinking about the dismissals on day one yes. of his top order, just playing enormous drives, no need, and um, that, that, that was really disappointing, and as Peter said, particularly on the back of you know, such a strong start to the year. So they'll come back from that, and um, hopefully against the Sackers, register a win. Second hour coming up. Can't wait to speak to Matt Kenyon. And then we've got most of the team almost from the Scotland T20 team. The World Cup coming next week. Great to have your company here this morning.
Sports biggest moments called play-by-play from around the world. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Breakfast this morning with Flash and Jeevesy for Amy, the doers of insurance and Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. We're live on SEN Tassie across Tasmania and on the SEN app. Talkback is for Kia Tassie movement that inspires. Second hour, Brady Boy, Caulfield Cup tomorrow, uh, which is, well, not for you because you're definitely not a racing person, but um, still one of the great races of all time. It, look, I'm, what, what I'm going to tell you about it's going to happen tomorrow. The track is super wet. So in racing terms, I know this is all foreign stuff to you. It's a heavy 10, which is as wet as it gets. Um, but there's no concerns that the track will not be able to cope with it tomorrow. So they will run the event. Some people are saying it's spread the weakest uh, Caulfield Cup in memory. Um, <clears throat> do you know what I'm going to do here? Now I'm a cheerleader um, in many respects of life, as you know. But I, I've had a really... Really good look at Craig Newitt, the boy from Delarain's ride for Chris Waller tomorrow. And it's called No Compromise. It's had a barrier 13. You'll get 20 to 1. What I'm saying is this. It looks extremely good in the wet. So I'm banking on Froggy Newitt maybe getting his first major tomorrow, uh, which would be absolutely sensational. He hasn't won a Group 1, by the way, in six years, and he has 30 three to his name. So I'm thinking thirty number thirty four, it's been a long drought. Might uh, might come tomorrow for the boy from Delarain. Long drought, pardon the pun, in the wet, of course. Well played there, David. You did that well. Good word play. Now, what I wanted to share with you oh, is, yes. is a clip of Russell Westbrook in yesterday's pre-season game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, completely ignoring the team warm-up, yep. Yep. all the team chants. Yes. The, uh, you, you can see it, it here if you've been on clips. anyone on Twitter, social media. Jump on yep. and have a look. What are you doing with you? You you are a cheerleader. You're yep. Kobe Bryant's biggest fan. You absolutely. jumped on the bandwagon, Excuse which is me. completely that fine. Is absolutely, it's completely false. fine. You know it's false. You, you you love a cheap championship, no. and that's and that's terrific. But your Lakers, what yep. are you, what are you doing with Russell? Now Westbrook? I want to tell you about that clip. What it, what the clip is um, that Brett's referring to is the Lakers are doing their little bit of a jig just before the game. They're all in their track suits, and there you see Westbrook off the side already the, with the gear off. Then Importantly, I saw, they're all together. They are. Yeah. Then I saw the extended clip from before, and you go back 20 seconds before, he's at the start of the group, high-fived everyone. He wasn't quite ready. He actually ducks out. And you, when you see the scene, that looks horrible. I'm not saying it doesn't. But when you see the first clip, he was in the group, and he almost ejected, He almost left because he wasn't quite ready. So I think that might have been a little bit. But then, however, la- later on in the game, Patrick Beverly calls. Uh, sure that. And, and they were they yeah. were they weren't great yesterday against Minnesota. They played their starters heavy minutes or the full first half, and yeah, they, they were, were getting they, they, were they weren't going yeah. well. And well, they were they were down at halftime. Sure. Do you want me to tell you what the stats were? The important they, they were down at halftime. Davis looks in. At, they were getting beat, David. Yeah, they lost by four points to Minnesota, who didn't have Gobert. Towns, yeah, that's a problem. It's not looking yeah. good for them. What yeah. I wanted to say is that yeah. importantly, Pat Bev, after a break, another defensive breakdown yes. in communication, mm. calls the team in for a little huddle, which we see the Jack Jumpers do a lot. Russell Westbrook 
No, nah, yeah. off doing his own thing. Well, disinterested. Well, he's want, got to go. Yeah, They've got to get rid of him. Well, I'll put this to you: If Brett Jeeves knew he was about to get ejected or moved on from from the mob, would you be sitting there patting backsides? No, you wouldn't. And I know you wouldn't. Don't you pretend to say you would? You wouldn't be for, all happy and joy for when 40, you knew for forty four million. I would. Well, he's getting the. I'll do whatever million. you want me to do. <laughs> whatever you want. Well, yes, I, sir. No, sir. I do think that Russell uh, will be moved on. The Lakers won't make a move now. But I'm look. Everyone said the Lakers season's over, which is fine. Everyone's written them off. No problem. I, I actually think they'll be a fifth or sixth seed and be quite competitive. I think Davis will have will be back to his very best and stay injury free, and that's the key. You can't have Anthony Davis play 37 games like last year. You can't have LeBron play 45. Davis, LeBron, who's the, who's the third best player on that team? Well, they don't have a clear third best player, but they've got, yeah, I, look, I, I, I actually think Pat Bevs, he's not the third best player, but he's a good addition. Um, they'll get some defense with Austin Reeves. Uh, I do like none. He missed the whole of last year and well, he scored 25 the other Austin day. Austin Reeves is a defensive stopper. Yeah, he's good. He's a good, it's big trouble. Um, <laughs> it's, no, no, it's I, trouble. they will win about fifty games. They're not going to be as pathetic as everybody says. You do like the fact that we can just tip talking basketball. Hasn't Jack Jumpers changed our minds forever in Hobart? Because all of a sudden, we talked about this off air. Everyone's talking basketball. You know, I had a mate of mine, uh, someone you very fond of as well, in Mark Colgrave. Never had the cat. Everyone knows the cat. Footy Hobart. cricket is a legend. Footy Icon. cricket exclusive. He's texted me last night about some <laughs> about some strategy about the Jack Jumpers, <laughs> and I'm telling you, before the Jack Jumpers started last year, he thought basketball was a giggle. It's not just the kids that have got mm. behind this little phenomenon that we're all so excited about. It's it's the grown ups. It's the adults. Everybody's watching. Everyone's got an opinion. Um, and I think based on last night, again, recapping, of course, that victory against Adelaide, 97 uh, to 72, 27-point margin against the team that most people say are top two. So well, uh, they, they beat the Phoenix Suns. They beat the Phoenix which Suns. Is, and they didn't just... At full strength, they're all there. They're all over them. Bagley, Paul, Booker, Aiton, everyone mm. played. Mm. It's a... It's an amazing phenomenon, and it's sort of changed things forever. I, yeah. So two and three, Jack Jumper's back in town. They're, they're going okay. Just recapping, if you haven't heard, of course, Brett Ratton uh, was, well, not officially. That press conference will be today at 11.30 when obviously St Kilda will announce what's happening there. Do they have a coach? Have they got a coach in waiting? Someone said to me before, um, Hamish from Surreal, do they go back to Ross Lyons? I mean, I don't know. This is the thing. Who's coaching them next? Who's that? Adam Uzo. Adam Uzo. He's the guy. All right. Well, I think our man who's producing for us today, Ben Lyons, suggesting to me, Adam Uzo, he reckon he's almost over the line here. He's gone zero two in applications this season now because he obviously applied for the GWS gig uh, as well. He's been one of those guys. He's been at Haw- he was at Hawthorne for a long time, back at Melbourne now, of course. Well, he's just running full cut and paste, isn't he, yep. for the new application. He's He's got it down. His PowerPoint presentations are sorted. He's just swapping logos at the moment. But, yeah, as, as I said before, the feedback on him is, is very, very strong. So if you've got the opportunity to bring in a young, progressive coach, Jeff Walsh, you know, as he said, he's, he's, he's happy to make the tough calls. Well, Interesting to see who they bring in. Benny Lyon, our executive producer, saying, third time lucky, t- lucky, take it to the bank, flash. Looking forward to our next guest, Brett. This is exciting. Matt Kenyon is going to come and have a conversation. It's the defensive specialist will get a bit of a fresh take from what happened last night at Adelaide. 
Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. Because we're very much thrilled to have Matt Kenyon from the Jack Jumpers join us this morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, fellas. How you guys Terrific, thank you. Um, thanks so much for joining us straight after the game. I imagine you're still in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, still in Adelaide. Just woke up, actually. So. You're a little yeah. bit dusty, mate. Slap yourself on the face <laughs> and we'll have a chat for 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, we do appreciate... Yeah, go for it. We do appreciate your time. Um, let's take you back to last night. It's obviously still fresh on your mind, and what a first quarter that was from your mob. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the last, pretty much all the games throughout the season, we've started off pretty slow. Um, so as a starting group, we really wanted to uh, start off well and uh, really just be um, confrontational defensively and um, really make a stand from the jump, so it was good. And what, what was their real focus about the first quarter? Like, was there proper conversations with Coach Roth? And did you talk about, you mentioned as a starting unit, was there a, was there a real sort of significant push to, to try and get yourself going a little bit better early? Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, it was mentioned a few times. Like, like I said, we started off pretty poor most games and we're on the back foot from the jump so we didn't want to be chasing we knew they were they're a pretty strong team offensively and they can get hot pretty quick so they'd be a hard team to chase so uh, we wanted to start well and i think um the starting group did a good job of just setting the tone defensively so Matty, t- tell us about your role in in all that you're obviously known as a, as a bit of a defensive specialist um, are you, you know, are you the chief communicator? Are you, are you a bit of the, uh, bit of the gel guy, or is that led to uh, Big Fabian Krislovich down low? Explain to us how, how all that works and your role in that. Yeah, um, I'm definitely a defensive guy. Um, I like to lead. I think I've got a lot more vocal this year for sure, and um, I, I've kind of worked out. Uh, how I can impact the game defensively and really lead the guys defensively, and I try to do that. Um, but ev- everyone chips in, you know. It's not just me; it's, it's everyone. Fab has a loud voice, and um, yeah. But I think yeah, that's definitely some, a place of the game where I can really impact the game, and I, I like to think I'm a bit of a leader in that space. And Matty, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but I, I sat behind the Jack Jumpers bench in the in the home game against Brisbane. And there was one play where you might have passed up an, an open three-point shot and Scott Roth yelled at you, if you don't shoot that, I'm going to drag you. He wanted to pull you off. Is that, is that a, a constant conversation between the two of you, wanting you to, to actually impact more offensively and take those open looks? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, he said that throughout the game and then I think the <laughs> next shot I shot went in. So, well, the um, next I'm two I think it, you made, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy you said it, and it's, it's always nice when the coaches have faith in you rather than it's better than if they want you to shoot it than not. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking to be more aggressive and just take the open ones, especially when there's good offense and uh, good action created throughout the team. I need to shoot them and knock them down. So didn't fall last night, but they all felt pretty good. Um, different in Adelaide, but, um, yeah, no, <laughs> keep shooting it. Um, yeah. Mate, uh, tell, tell us about your own journey to the Jack Jumpers. You had a, a stint over in the G League, um, played for the Bullets previously. Give us give us a bit of in, bit of a bit of insight into into how you've ended up at the Jack Jumpers. 
Yeah, I had a pretty crazy journey. Um, pretty up and down, bit of a roller coaster. Um, I was at the AAS uh, when I was 17. I was one of the, one of the best uh, like young prospects coming up, I think. Um, trained at AAS, thought I was going to you know, have a really good career, whatever, um, wherever that may have been. And then I signed with Brisbane straight out of the AAS with Andre Lamanis because he was preparing for the Olympics at the time at the AAS. Uh, went there at 18, signed a two-year deal on a roster spot, which is pretty crazy to think because it's, there's not many roster spots in the NBL. So, so to have one at 18 was pretty cool. Um, had a bunch of injuries and never really got a, a chance to play. Um, probably wasn't ready uh, mentally more than anything. I think I was ready physically, but just mentally, I just yeah, I wasn't there. And then on the back end of that two years, did my knee uh, pretty badly, just had my kneecap. My kneecap was on my hammy and then um, had a, a long process of rehab, Got back, finally got back and then ended up going to the G League after that because I couldn't get into the NBL. Um, and then after that, came back, played NBL 1 and then, yeah, ended up in the jack jumpers after that. So it's been a pretty crazy journey, but that was a, a very, very short version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and to get on that Jack Jumpers uh, roster last year, that that was almost a little bit of a last minute operation, wasn't it? You, you you found yourself with one of the last spots. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, I think it was the last the last roster spot on the team. So um, super grateful. I, I always knew that um, I'd be able to get back here, but um, yeah, really thankful for Rocky for the chance. So yeah. Can, I, can you tell me about uh, the, the off-season? Um, obviously, lots of people go off and play in the Seabor or the old Seabor, the NBL 1, etc., and changes abroad. No Josh Adams. Uh, he leaves Mikhail um, McIntosh as well. Uh, Doyle and Kelly in. A different look. You've got, a, you've got another ball handler now in Doyle um, to work with Majette as well. Um, can I ask you firstly about the, the the loss of Adams and what that and how things have changed and what it looks like now with Doyle, the different ball handling, etc., and trying to get all that to come together pretty quickly? I imagine it's been a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it's always different. Um, obviously, Josh is an amazing player and bought a massive punch offensively. Um, I think Milt's a little longer and can defend probably uh, more positions. Um, which is good. And, uh, yeah, I love what Kells and uh, Milton have bring so far. Um, they're, they're finding their feet pretty quickly in the NBL, which is good. It's a hard league to play in and adjust to. So, um, no, nah, they're only going to get better and better. And Milton's amazing. I mean, you've seen the last two games. He's um, really silky, um, amazing offensively and underrated defensively. And then Kells is just solid all around. So I'm really happy to have those boys in Tassie. And, yeah, we're only going to get better. Mate, t- take us into the mind of Josh Majette, if you can. He's had a, you know, had a pretty rough start to the year, spent the second half against Brisbane on, on the pine. Uh, but the, the one thing that stood out to me in sitting behind the bench is that you know, he didn't pout, he didn't sook, he was a true leader, almost a, uh, an additional coach in that situation. Yeah. Uh, for, him to, for him to bounce back the way he did last night was, was unbelievable and, and, and a real testament to his character. As a teammate, t- tell us a bit about his, his mental toughness and... And, and what it's been like for him uh, to start the year. Yeah, it's obviously tough, but, I mean, that's basketball, right? We're never going to play um, to our best ability all the time. It's, it's ups and downs, and um, 
the way he responded last night was amazing and all the boys were so stoked to see that from him because we, we knew it was going to come. It was only a matter of time. It's too good of a play and not for it to come back. Um, but, yeah, it's obviously it's, it's difficult. It was very difficult for him to sit out, I'm sure, especially in that Brisbane game and watch the game finish without him on the court when he's used to being out there. But he's been a professional at the highest level for God knows how many years now. He's a bit of an old fellow, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't play at a high level like that for no reason. So um, he's got yeah, he's an amazing dude and, and happy for him. When he uh, when he is shooting well, um, I've found just observing him a little bit closer, obviously as we've done the last two years, that he's almost better shooting for twenty nine feet. The arc looks better, um, he, you know, and he and he does <laughs> get rolling almost. And when he's shooting from a regulation twenty one feet three pointer, sometimes they look a little flat. Is that is is that how you see it? it does, it's interesting to to observe the the contrast. Yeah, honestly, I see him shoot those those deep threes more than I do normal threes. <laughs> Can't really. Oh, you myself. feel more, more. You almost feel more confident, hey? don't you? You almost feel more confident, don't you? Yeah, that's just a regular three for Josh at this point. I think maybe it's maybe it's the NBA line in his head. I'm not sure. Mate, I've, I've, I've actually often wondered how hard it is transitioning from, uh, from college, so for you, to the NBL, to the G League. I think the G League uses the NBA three-point line and then back to the NBL, you, know, you, you kind of would have to recraft your shot a little bit to, to get that additional distance. Does that, does that mess with you at all? I don't think so. I think you just, you just get the reps um, at practice and stuff. And you get used to it pretty quickly. I think it's more so just if, if you're not warm, that, that NBA line feels a long way out. But you can kind of roll into an Australian court and just shoot threes with no effort. But, yeah. And, mate, ne- next game against uh, against the, the United, of course, um, you guys had it over them in the finals last year. How, how are you preparing for that? And uh, how excited are you, I guess, to, uh, to, to get back to playing them? Yeah, I'm excited. They've got a... A different team this year, for sure. They've lost a few key pieces, but um, yeah, they're, they're really good. They're a really good side. Um, got some strong imports coming in, so it's going to be a good challenge for us. Um, but yeah, we're just focused on ourselves, not not really changing too much, to be honest. Just um, focusing on our defense and starting there. Um, I think that's a big thing for us, is just making people uncomfortable and playing jack jumpers basketball. And if we do that, I think we'll have a pretty good shot against anyone. We're speaking to Jack Jumper star Matt Kenyon for Taz Racing, Taz Greyhound Harness and Thoroughbred Racing from Guides. I'm interested in Scott Ross' approach with you as a squad. And, and I've sort of looked at a couple of games early on where you think maybe you could play your, your, your better guys a few more minutes. Again, last night, though, some real uh, 11 guys played some minutes and most guys played 15 minutes plus. Do you enjoy that part of it, that it really does feel like a whole team collective under Scott Roth? Yeah, I mean, it is. Like, not just Scott, but all the players, we all trust everyone. Um, it doesn't matter who's out there. We, we have faith in them 100%. Hello, Matt. We've got you back there, mate, have we? Hey, mate. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. hear you now. The world just disappeared from all SEN right across the country there for a minute or two. I, my sincerest apologies. Um, 
<laughs> focus good. on Melbourne. Uh, suddenly, you found uh, you lost the first three games, and then you, you're 15 down the second quarter against the Bullets. Things are looking <laughs> reasonably, reasonably tough. Back to three and two now. You can get yourself back to a level pegging this week at three and three with a win against Melbourne. Yeah, bit of bit of a slow start, but um, yeah, I think we really find our group now. I'm playing uh, Jack Jumbers basketball and how we play, um, really found our identity and the imports have kind of picked up a little bit and, yeah, it's, we're looking good at the moment. So feeling good about it all, but hopefully just, just keep building on that, keep building on the game last night. Um, yeah. Matt, great to have your company this morning. Well done on last night as a collective with the team and, as mentioned, back to two and three and things looking back to normal. That defensive attitude from a team as a whole last night was awesome to watch. We look forward to talking to you during the season. Legend. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Matt Kenyon joining us this morning. We're going to go to some news with Anna Pav. Thank you very much to Anna Pav this morning. Give us the news as always. Apologies for our little break in transmission. Our SEN network right across Australia just going down for a minute or two. It wasn't great to have Matt Kenyon, Brett, he is, he, he's a proper defender. He gets it done, doesn't he? He, he absolutely gets Arms it done. Arms up, good solid base. Absolutely. All the fundamentals. Yeah, big hops so he can get up for, he can get up for rejection. He's, he's quick. Yeah. He's good. Does Work on well. the three He's point. just got to shoot it. He Scotty does. Roth, shoot it when you're open or you're out. Absolutely. Now, this is a big thrill for us. As everybody knows, here at Jack and Flash now with Flash and Jeevesy today, we've adopted the Scots as our team for the T. 20, my Scottish blood just couldn't let us go past it, Brett, I'm here to tell you. And without further ado, we've got the coach, Shane Berger, and players Callum McLeod and Chris Sol, who've joined us before the, the World Cup start in Hobart next Monday. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Good morning. Morning. Uh, Good morning. Great to, Good have to be you on here. It's good to have you here. Um, Shane, I, I will start with yourself. I'm, I imagine you've you've come to Tasmania Union feeling quite friendly with the weather at the moment. A little bit cool at this time of the year, a little bit a little bit uh, irregular. You'd be fitting in like a glove, I would imagine. Yeah, it, it, it feels like even though we've travelled this far, it feels like we're still absolutely at home. Um, although I must admit, the um, the weather that we've had in the UK this last summer was probably a um, sort of unique, amazing. We didn't miss one ball of, of international cricket in the UK. So actually, we've, we've got one up at the moment. So Shane, uh, Brett Jeeves here, mate. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, since the last T20 World Cup, as a team, you've played only two T20 internationals. How, how do you go about preparing the team and trying to build harmony and peace and love amongst, uh, amongst the boys? Yeah, it's probably a, a, a situation or scenario the team uh, would be wouldn't be unfamiliar with. You know, we'd, it's not that we get to play a lot of international um, fixtures, especially against the sort of the, the top teams. So the team is is really in a place where they can go and and, and prep the way we really need to prep. Um, quite often, sort of undercooked going into these fixtures, but as we all know, it's it's about it's about turning up mentally, being able to make that mental switch into the big time. Um, be able to win those big moments in big games, and um, and that's something that you know the lads and and the team has done for a very long period of time now. And uh, Richie Barrington gets his uh, his first chance at um, well, I 
I'd say first chance. He's, and I'm not sure if he has done it on on spot occasions in the past, but he'll he'll lead the team into the T20 World Cup. Um, a name synonymous with, with 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 Scotland cricket. Tell us about his leadership and 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 what he means to the team. Yeah, Rich's leadership has sort of um, he's he's been there for a while. He's obviously played a long period of time. He's he's one of the most sort of, you know, one of the most successful players to have played for Scotland, a stand-up player, both with bat and ball. And he leads from the front in terms of how he plays the game. Um, I wouldn't say a man of very many words, but he's a man that when he does speak, the um, you know, we the team listens. Um, and as mentioned, he leads from the front. So he he has captain previously, so he has got leadership experience. He's, he's sort of done the, a little bit of standing captaincy when Carl or, or, or one or two others have missed out. So... It wouldn't be unfamiliar to him, but it's certainly a competition and a position that he's now in that he's that he's really looking forward to taking up and enjoying the role. I've got to say, uh, guys, that we look forward to next week. Firstly, with you, Callum McLeod, great to have you here with us as well, mate. How did it become that a that a, a young man that was born in Glasgow picked up the slightly foreign game still to Scottish people and played cricket of an early age? I'm really interested in your story. Um, I think it's a bigger game in Scotland than people probably give it credit for. There's a, a real strong club club community. Um, and from, from an early age, um, I was down at the club running about, throwing, throwing balls as fast as I could, hitting it as far as I could, much like any kid around the world, and, and just got hooked in the game. Probably around the 99 World Cup, watching Scotland uh, playing that was probably the moment that I really fell in love with the game. Fascinating. I mean, we've had uh, our own George Barley, of course, back in the day. He, he spent a couple of off-seasons uh, in Scotland and other friends of ours, Brett, Jeremy Smith, I know, spent some time over there as well. It, it is a bigger game than than people imagine. I, I get really excited about the prospect of having uh, yourselves, uh, Ireland, um, and we'll put Zimbabwe in that bracket too, We're not a, a front-running, um, I guess, uh, mainstream team now. This this tournament must be so critical um, for for not only for the for the world game, but in particular for you guys at home, uh, getting the young boys and girls to play cricket. Um, you talked about yourself in '99 in, in in England when in that World Cup about you you got hooked on it. Um, what's the exposure going to be like over the next few weeks at home, and how important is this tournament for the young kids? Yeah, I think I think world tournaments are vital for for young kids uh, in growing the game. Uh, we've seen we've seen what the game can how the game can move forward last year when we we qualified from the group in the media and the, the excitement around us our victory against Bangladesh. Um, and I think I think it's I think it's great for the global game. I think um, not just ourselves but the other associates who are in the in the competition, we're always crying out for more opportunities. Um, and I really think we're at a state now that if we beat any full member or any associate boots a full member, I don't think it's a surprise or anymore. So I think it's trying to capitalise on those those victories and really just trying to drag the game forward and, and get as many people involved in it and, and just grow the game. A question for you, Chris. Um... Give us a bit of an insight into into your preparations for the tournament. Where where, where have you been over the uh, over the last three or four months, and uh, how how confident are you of um, being able to impact your team in in your role? 
Well, I've had my uh, my first return to Scotland for a summer for a while. I've been sort of living in Australia for the last four years, so it's like coming back to a second home, which is quite nice. Showing a few few lads around a few some of the local stomps. Um, but the last three months, we've had a, a busier schedule than usual, I suppose, in terms of a home uh, fixture list for Scotland, which is. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. It's hot, real hot. That's hot, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not hot or not time. Great to have you this morning. About 10 minutes to go before we wind in to another weekend for us. Brett Jeeves, hot or not. What are you doing for the weekend, by the way? What do you got planned? Um, I'm going to play some golf, of oh, course, yeah. uh, Saturdays in Tassie with uh, Holly Fowler tomorrow yes. morning, 8 yes. till 10. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to play golf if it's not raining. So oh. that has got me really excited just looking at new putters, actually. Well, yeah. Maybe just invest in one. Dazzle! <laughs> I'm playing with Alex Johnson as well, which is even more exciting. So, <laughs> Hot or not, time for another week. And we've got some beauties here. And I'm going to start with you. Um Hot or not, Brett, did Josh Majet show why they kept him over Josh Adams last night? It's controversial, but it's not hot. Not. not. Because they, they, didn't, they didn't choose Majet over Adams for no. the statistical output of 23 and 6. They, they chose him because he didn't pout when he got benched. Leadership. Leadership, culture. He's a glue yep. man. You, you yes. heard Matt Kenyon speak about... Um, his impact on the team, leadership-wise, yes. that that that's why Majet would have been the first of the recruits last year to receive that yeah. contract, I reckon. And good um, blokes rule. Well, just strong leader rule. Yeah, more importantly, sure. you know, yeah. They're, 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 yeah, I just he, he is magnificent, and it was I was thrilled to see last night um, him string together a really really strong performance. I mean, he 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 won that game for the Jack Jumpers. He did. Milton Doyle won the game for him against Brisbane, yep. and that's what your recruits. Imports have to do. They have to be game winners. Now for you, Flash, hot or not, the St Kilda board is to blame for the mess they have that, that they've left behind. Well, they've currently well, left St oh, Kilda I, in. Yeah, look, I think this is a hot pistol. Who hot as a pistol. I mean, the, the the confusing thing is, is that they signed Brett Ratton for two years, 103 or four days ago. Um, and as mentioned, my understanding from somebody in inside at St Kilda is there was certain people at that stage that said, well, hang on, we sure we want this fella as the coach? And, and here we are a day after the, tri- the trade period finishes and Brett Ratton has lost his job. It's an amazing scenario, isn't it? Maybe maybe there's some, you know, and I'm, I'm speculating here that you know they, they struggle to attract players, yep. haven't they? Average list. Is there a bit of feedback from players that the that the coaching is of concern? Who knows? Pure, Don't spe- know. pure, pure speculation. Hot or not, Ben Simmons is going to make the NBA world apologise by the year's end. Not. <laughs> Absolutely not. The only way he'll get an apology from yep. anyone in the NBA world 
is if he shoots above, shoots the three pointer above thirty five percent. Is that critical to the, his his career? I've always said. Is that, is no, no, that, no, no, no. He's an outstanding basketballer, and, yeah. and this this is the thing that slightly annoys me is that no one's ever questioned his basketball ability. Well, I think I, they do based on the fact that he can't shoot, so that they forget about the rest. No, That's, no, no. But the rest is all world. His oh. defense, his passing. Uh, he's a physical specimen. I think, and, and it's the reason why he got the the enormous yes. um, extension. He so did. he's paid very handsomely, yep. and for good reason. He's yep. all he's all NBA defense. There, there is no doubt about, it. and he's all NBA pass as a passer. But until he can shoot the three ball, he's a liability offensively. Don't agree with that. However, I was interested yesterday. They played uh, the Nets played the Bucks, and he he defended Giannis for most of the game. They showed one clip where Giannis ran through him when he dropped his chest yep. into him finger roll. They didn't show and talk about the fact that he was four from fifteen from the field. If, and this this can I finish this thing here? What I'm interested in with the Nets is this playing centre role. That is a different conversation. If you can have him as your centre in crunch minutes, of course you can have one bloke that can't shoot threes. That's him finally accepting the fact that he cannot be mm-hmm. the leader of the offence. So if he's willing to play the Draymond, Draymond Green role, which he did yep. very well against Milwaukee in the preseason game, eight points, ten rebounds, ten assists, two steals, one block. He'll score more than that. Well, will he? Yeah. I don't think he'll, he will. he'll average 15 points a game. Won't be any more. I'm than not that. sure. Not with Kyrie and. Well, give me a number. Durant. Give me a number. What are you thinking? 11 or 12. 11, I mean, he okay. he. I'm going to get 11 or 12 for the Nets. The for the Nets to be a success, yep. he needs to be Draymond Green. Yep. Has to be the that. end. Yep. He he, he doesn't mm-hmm. need to be the ini- the the initiator of the offense. He doesn't no. need to score 20. So hang on. So doesn't you, need to score 15. But you you're contradicting yourself because you said he's got to be able to shoot a three. Well, Draymond's the worst shooter than three than you and me. No, no. If 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 there's an apology, okay. he needs to shoot <laughs> yeah, three. Okay. So you're trying to stitch me up, and you're not. No, I'm not. It won't happen because you've you've got a lower IQ. All right. Mate. Well, this is this is this is something that I would like. To, uh, well, no, far no, away. Hold on, not. Go. Sorry. Hold on, not. Geelong's deal with the Gold Coast should have been intercepted by the AFL. This is hot. And I do not understand how this has happened. Now, I'm going to say this from a Swans perspective, right? Six years ago, seven years ago, the Swans got banned from trading for two years. Because you had an extra million in your salary cap. No, that wasn't the reason you did it. I know you've read six articles in this. A huge part of it. Okay. Sure. So you you condoned that, which was which you was, used the additional salary cap. It was to legal. Franklin and Tippett. Oh, absolutely legal. No, that that's not why they got banned. It is why they got banned. No, it's not. Absolutely, it is. No, it plays a huge role in why they got banned. Oh, well, can you explain explain me this deal here? This July. Oh, I can't. Deal. So so let's go through it. Jack Bowes, pick seven, mm. goes to Geelong, mm. and Gold Coast give them pick uh, third round pick. Mate, I didn't it, sleep for a week because I wanted Hawthorne so desperately to, get to, Jack to be the club of choice for Jack Bowes. Now, we understand it's a salary cap dump, but how has this been allowed to go through? I don't understand it. And I don't understand why we're not talking about it more. Open, I, I find it I find open, it incredible. Open market flash. This is a problem. This is player power. Yep. And until the Gold Coast Suns have total control over Jack Bowes' contract and, and the ability to send him wherever they want, we're going to continually get horrendous deals like this. Sure. Horrible. The World Cup, t- t- hot or not, the World Cup 2020 is now more important than the 50-over version. Hot. It's hot. Yeah, is yeah. that hot? It's you hot. know what I'm talking about? It's interesting. Yep, yep. It's a different world, isn't it? Uh, I'm a test cricket man. Me too. The rest of it can kind of 
title off. Now, last one for Hot or Not before we take off to the uh, to the Harrison agents. Uh, real estate update. We've got to get that in. Draymond Green should have been suspended for his hit on Jordan Poole. Uh, it absolutely should have. That is hot. It was interesting to hear Steve Kerr talk about it as well. Um, uh, we see fights all the time. Now, nah. this, 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 was, this was ultra-aggressive. This was a king hit. I'm going to finish you for he good. Have been, so he should have been arrested. And I am oh. so disappointed in the Warriors, in their lack of activity on that. He, he should have been out for, for a good stint. And, and arrested. That was, that was a horrible... It was a coward punch, mate. Jordan Bull, Paul had his hands down. Oh, mate. Shocking. I, I didn't like it. Time for a Harrison Agents update. And we've got a couple of Ripper properties to talk to you about here, Jeeva, both up the north of the state. The first one is Units 1 and 2 at 10 Garnet Street in Launceston. Two brand-new townhouses with river views. The agents are Jesse Denham and Tom Harrison. They're both three-by-twos with a double garage. Plantation shutters, acoustic insulation, double glazing, complement distinctive lines and inviting dimensions that commence with ground floor double garages, laundries and a flexible bedroom, studio, cinema room, above a light-filled living-dining areas accompanied by superb open-plan kitchens. That's 10 Garnett Street. They're both brand new. Please contact Harrison Agents in Launceston. Jesse Denneman and Tom Harrison. And then there's a second one at Youngtown. The agent for this is Jarrah Burns at 19 Savoy Place. Four bedroom, two bath. Set over one level measuring approximately 362 square metres of quality construction. That's big. It's an open-plan layer with a fresh coat of paint throughout and consists of impressive lounge formal dining and sitting here and the kitchen is grand in size as well jesse jarrah burns it's not jesse Den- denham that's jarrah burns who's in control of that 19 savoy place that's another week for you and i done brett you're gonna hit some golf on the weekend exciting uh, it is exciting i haven't played golf in six months i'm not sure that when i'm next to get out there which is a bit disappointing but nonetheless can't wait for the weekend jack jumpers back sunday uh, against Melbourne. I'll uh, be keen to get back to level pegging three and three. Great to have you here, mate. Good Talk to you, to you later. Mate.